This is Easy Money with Don Anders, co-founder and CEO of Anders & Anders Financial Group. With more than a decade of financial planning experience, Don has helped thousands of people retire on their terms. He's been seen in the Wall Street Select, the Miami Herald, and on major television networks like NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox. The Easy Money Podcast was created to help explain complex financial concepts in an easy-to-understand way, without all the jargon. Now it's time for Easy Money with Don Anders. You are listening to Easy Money. I'm Alex Dengman here with Don Anders, co-founder, senior advisor at Anders and Anders Financial Group in Florida. Well, Don, you know, you always talk about how it's so vital to ask questions of a financial advisor, you know, if you are a retiree. Why is this so important, Don? Well, I'm a firm believer that the answers that you get are only as good as the questions that you ask. Hmm. So if you're not asking the right questions or your advisor isn't asking the right questions, you're not going to get a great plan because, you know, it's not going to fit in. Just like think about doctors, right? If a doctor doesn't know which questions to ask to look for a certain symptom or look for a certain disease, they'll miss that disease. That's why there's misdiagnosis all the time because they're not asking the right questions. Not that the answers aren't there. They just aren't asking the right ones. And really good doctors know that it's all about the quality of, of the questions and advisors should be the same way. And, and, uh, consumers and individuals, especially people meeting with financial advisors, they should know which questions to ask as well. Okay. Very good. I'm, I'm a retiree, you know, I'm looking for a financial advisor. This all sounds good, but what kind of questions do I ask? I don't know what to say, Don. Yeah. So I, I recently did an article, um, about this. So let's get into, I I basically came up with five questions that you should ask. So we'll get into all five of them. The first one is, how do you get paid? Hmm. And this is important because there's different ways that people get paid. Some people get paid commissions. Uh, Some people charge what's called an advisory fee. Some people just charge a consultation fee. So, and real quick, we'll do, we'll do a quick breakdown and commissions they can be paid on fixed accounts. They can be paid on uh, bank accounts. They can be paid on mutual funds. It all depends. When you're talking about fixed accounts, commissions are usually the way to go because they just factor it into the interest rate. So if you're fine with what the interest rate is, well, whoever your advisor is, is going to get paid based on with that already factored in. But when you get to market-based accounts, you get to mutual funds, it gets a little sticky because if you're paid to say sell a stock or or if your advisor is paid to sell a stock or if your advisor is paid when you buy a mutual fund well then they're going to want to you know keep trading your account even if it's not best for you so um one thing to look at is if you're going into market-based accounts you might want to look for an advisor that just gets paid a set fee a flat fee one percent is about the industry standard on the investments that they're that they're advising on And then they have to, if they're doing that, it's called being a fiduciary and they have to work in your best interest. Um, So that's very important how they get paid. Some clients I meet with who are very conservative and and don't like fees, they actually ask for fixed accounts that are commissionable. So so the company pays our firm and not them. So it, it just all depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, that makes sense, Don. Where do we go from there? All right, so after you ask how they get paid, you always want to ask how much in fees am I paying? 
So a lot of times people go, yeah, my advisor's paying or charging me 1%, so I'm paying 1% in fees. And then when we start peeling back that onion, you know, we realize, well, there's advisory fees, there's expense ratios, there's other mutual fund fees that aren't being disclosed and all kinds of things, administrative fees. Sometimes we have people that come in, they think that they're paying 1% or less and they're actually paying 3% or more. So, you know, that's very important to to find out, you know, so if, if you, the one thing that you want to find out is, okay, what am I paying the advisor, if anything, what am I paying the mutual fund company or the investment company? What other possible hidden fees are involved with it? Uh, and get a complete picture because fees can really erode your your retirement account pretty quick. Hmm, very good. And I'm sure these two will move on to other questions. But uh, just thinking here that these are the questions that two might kind of expose the mindset of the financial advisor. You know, do they really have your best interests in mind as far as, you know, how forthcoming they are with this information? Right, Don? Yeah, yeah. If they're, if they're skating around that, then there's an issue. Uh-huh. All right. So us, a, bi- a big part of it, of my conversation with my clients is, Okay, so there's actively managed accounts, which have a little bit higher expense ratios because you have to pay for the people managing them, or passively managed accounts. And if they're not having that conversation with you, um, that might be an issue. Very interesting. Well, I'm feeling I'm feeling empowered here. I got I got some some ammo here, some questions to use. So let's keep going, Donna. There's some more. Yeah, um, exactly. And the next question is exactly how much risk am I taking? Okay. And, and the big thing with this is, and we talked about before, but you want to make sure that you are quantifying the risk, not qualifying it. So what that means is let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars. One question that you could ask is in this investment portfolio, what did it do in 2008? And that might give you a good parameter of what is not a worst case scenario because investments can definitely go down worse than they did in 2008, but a pretty bad scenario uh, and and then you can judge whether or not you're okay with that type of risk, right? So a lot of people say just invest in the S and P 500. Well, the S and P 500 went down 48 percent in 2008. Are you okay with that? Hmm. A lot of people aren't. So you need to know exactly how much risk you're taking. And some for some people, the amount of risk that they want to take is zero, which is fine. It's your money. You don't have to take risk if you don't want to. Just make sure you understand how much you're taking. So how I get paid, fees, the amount of risk. What else we got, Don? Okay, the next one, the fourth one is how much access do I have to my funds? So, you know, it's okay. So I'm putting my money into this investment. Can I take it out tomorrow? Hmm. Can I take it out in a year? Can I take it out in seven, 10 years? We've seen products up to 20 years long, you know? So, so if you plan on, buying a house in six years, well, you should probably shouldn't be in anything longer than a six-year investment. So you want to make sure that you have enough liquidity and you have access to the funds as you need it and when you need it. All right, Don, how about the final question that we can go in there with uh, to ask the financial advisor when we're meeting with them for the first time? So the very last question that I recommend asking is what other options are there? Uh, And really this question is to make sure that that your advisor has other options. So like we talked about before, some people are just there to sell a product. And if somebody's just there to sell a product, they're not going to be able to give you another option. So make sure that that they can give you another option, you know. So for me, my clients I always say, well, I this is the one 
I recommend. I wouldn't be making this recommendation if it wasn't the best thing for you, in my opinion. But we could also do this, you know, just to, to show them an alternative. If your advisor can't or won't do that, you know, maybe it's just because they're very confident in their recommendation for you. But it, more times than not, it's because they don't have a uh, another option to offer you, which which is an issue because if there's only one product that they can offer, more than likely, you know, probability sakes, it's probably not the best thing for you. Well, that's a really good topic, Don, because obviously you know that when you go in to meet with an advisor, they're going to be asking questions of you. But to know the kind of questions to ask of them to get better information about you know, how far we want to go in the process of working with them, I think that is a, an outstanding thing. So thank you for covering this, Don. Thank you. That does it for this edition of Easy Money. You've been listening to Easy Money with Don Anders. Be sure to subscribe to the Easy Money podcast, and we'd appreciate it if you gave us a rating as well. Thanks for listening. Don Anders is an investment advisor representative and insurance professional. Anders and Anders Financial Group Incorporated is an independent financial services firm, helping individuals create financial strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agencies. Securities and advisory services offered through Madison Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and a registered investment advisor. Madison Avenue Securities and Anders & Anders Financial Group are not affiliated companies.